0: Hello, and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck. Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemoblishow.com. That's ask at thejoemoblishow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, and I can't thank you enough for joining us. Guys, tonight we've got an awesome show for you. It's going to be a little bit different. First, there are no guests, uh, no interview tonight. Charlie and Demis are taking the night off. They're not joining me. Uh, Another thing that's different about tonight's show is we are building out some things for you uh, that we really think are going to enhance the show. So what that means is we're going to be spending some time on these things. We're going to see if we can, uh, well, I don't really want to say what it is in case it doesn't work, but we are working on some things. We're working on those things in person, after hours, we all have jobs. Uh, So this is actually a pre-recorded show. I will try and jump in on Rumble on Facebook uh, if I can. Uh, I'll see if Demis and Charlie, we're actually going to be together right now while this is airing. I am not in my home office. I am actually uh, you know, just across town. Helping set some stuff up just to see uh, what kind of experience we can bring to you all. Uh, so that's the second thing that's different. And the third thing that is different is really awesome, guys. We are getting in the word tonight. We we are. There's certainly going to be some current events, but I'm telling you right now, if you were put off by Jesus, number one, uh, thanks for watching the show because he definitely comes up a time or two. Uh, and number two we are getting into his word tonight. So I hope you stick around. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn something fruitful uh, because the word is good and it is useful for teaching and rebuking. Uh, And, you know, I don't hate to say it, it's true. Uh, So all that and more, guys, stick around. All right, so... I had the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience of going to NRB conference, which is, a, I think it stands for National Radio Broadcasters, or maybe it's National Religious Radio Broadcasters, but it is a group of Christian communicators that gather together and and just enjoy fellowship and a professional and networking conference. Um, so tons of people were there. Answers in Genesis were there with Ken Ham. Um, Liberty Council, I spent, uh, Jess, if you're watching this, I spent a good amount of time at the Liberty Council, uh, Jess and Holly, uh, wonderful people. Uh, but uh, religious legal advocacy groups are, get, are there, uh, Pure Flix, The Chosen, tons of movie writers, directors, producers uh, in evangelical filmmaking, uh, in Christian film and movie uh, making, and a ton of Christian radio broadcasters focused on the family types. I did not see James Dobson there. was a little bit bummed that I didn't see him there. Um, I know uh, uh, some people couldn't make it. I, I was uh, emailing with Kevin Sorbo, who I met at CPAC, uh, who is Awesome. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, if you're watching, you're not watching, but if you are, you are awesome, my friend. Uh, And I really look forward to uh, getting together with you sometime soon. Uh, But guys, this NRB conference, it was awesome. It was at the Gaylord in Nashville, Tennessee. I got to bring my family. We even brought my annoying dog, Uh, but I I joke about the dog a lot, but I enjoyed the dog. But while we were there, we had an amazing, time of community, of fellowship, um, with really just such a great group of believers, uh, but people that were mission-oriented, people that are action-oriented, that aren't just sitting on the sidelines, but that are actually doing something. Uh, And one of those people who's a top-of-mind person is Kathy Branzell. I got to spend a lot of time with Kathy. Kathy, you are quickly becoming one of my favorite people. And Dion and Amy, you, you guys as well. Um, but Kathy is the president of uh, National Day of Prayer. Um, and not surprisingly, they put together the National Day of Prayer, which is you know codified law um, that once a year the president will call the nation together for prayer. Um, so they go uh into the Capitol in, in the rotunda and they pray. They pray over our nation, over our leaders. I'm a praying person. I believe in the power of prayer. Um, I I believe in in an old Jerry Falwell saying that nothing of eternal significance happens apart from prayer. But I am also aware of the fact that many, many, many believers don't pray. Um, They don't feel like they know how to pray. Uh, American churches, even seminary and theological studies in college, they don't really teach prayer. They don't put a heavy emphasis on how to pray. Um, Now, obviously, that's no excuse. There are some clear examples of how to pray, specifically from Jesus himself saying, when you pray, pray this way, my Father, and, and going into it. But setting that group of people aside, there are a large group of people who are what they would call praying people, You know, Kathy's that person, Dion's that person. Um, I was there with a colleague, Pat, Pat's a praying person. Lots of people um, at at my current employer, you know, pray all the time. But here's an issue. This just kind of broke my heart to hear. I knew it was sincere. I knew that it was truthful and I hadn't really thought about it. But there are a number of people out there who put rigid, extra biblical boundaries on what they're willing to pray for. And the most salient example to just make it real for everyone listening, for you, for me, just there are people out there who when asked, when prompted, uh, when solicited to pray for our nation and our nation's leaders will say they are not praying for the office of president until Joe Biden is out of it. Guys, I got to tell you, I don't like Joe Biden. I don't like his policy. I mean, I've been pretty honest about the fact that I don't think that he's the legitimate president of the United States. But even so, Joe Biden occupies the seat of office. It's, It's more about the office and the Bible is clear crystal clear that we are supposed to pray, uh, for our leaders. It's more so clear that the true sovereign, the one true God institutes the governments of man. Now, I don't know. I don't know what you believe if it's not, well, it was God's will that Donald Trump would be president because he, he won, uh, the election, but it was stolen. Guys, God Lord over it all. Okay, He is the sovereign, the one in control. That—that's what the word is all about. Um, and every bad thing we do, every trap the enemy puts out, God uses for His good, for His glory. Didn't want it to happen. Didn't make it happen or cause it to happen. God did not cause Joe Biden to become president through ill-gotten means. He allowed it. He's he's definitely in control and he allowed it. And Joe Biden is the president of the United States. And the history books will say that Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States. He is the one in command and control over the military right now. He is the one who exercises veto authority. He is the one stewarding over the The crisis in the Ukraine, all of those geopolitical issues, domestic issues, issues impacting you and your family and your home, which is not many because local is where it's at. Um, But all of that stuff, he is at the helm whether we like it or not. So I got to tell you, as uncomfortable as it is, as much as we won't enjoy it, as strange as it might seem, Number one, if you're a believer, you need to be a praying person. You need to pray. You need to communicate. That when the crucifixion happened, when Christ died, when the veil was torn, that thing that separated you from the creator, that thing that separated you from God so you can go into his presence was done away with. Why would you not take advantage of your opportunity to have a direct relationship with God without an intermediary? And I I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I don't want to get into the different, you know, if, if you're Catholic and you like rocking with the intermediary, you go, you do you boo. That is just fine. I don't care how you're praying. But this is something that we have to be doing. Here's the question. What do you expect to get better about the situation in the White House, about Joe Biden's knowledge, skills, abilities, mental health, his situation, his lot in life? What do you expect to get better if a community of believers aren't around him, holding him up in the power of Jesus? or or do we not want things to get better is is that is that where our hearts are that because the other team won because the other guy won that we want them to do poorly because let's be clear when the united states doesn't play a leadership role in the world it causes death and destruction like no one's ever seen like we're seeing right now it causes these imbalances Just because we haven't invaded any nations or started any conflict, when we don't lead properly, when we don't steward over our position as the top country, the country that the rest of the world by and large takes the lead from, even though they talk trash about us, when we don't occupy that leadership role, the world is a worse place, a more dangerous place, a more hungry place. a more violent place. So what do you expect? What do you expect to get better if you are taking yourself and the power of prayer off the table? So I I hate to be the one to tell you this, but that is selfish. It's irresponsible and it is not the right thing to do. And when, you know, I didn't even know how to react. When when Kathy, Kathy just said it so casually. Uh, and this woman, if you don't know about her, she is the type of person that really takes to heart pray without ceasing. Um, and if you want to see the full power of prayer, man, find out where Kathy is and just follow her around for a day and just watch, just watch the Lord work. I'm still, you know, this was like, almost 2 weeks ago and i'm still kind of buzzing about the whole experience um so yeah I, I i don't know what to tell you guys other than other than that uh so the national day of prayer is of course may 5th uh lots of things going on on may 5th i understand um but the priority there should be uh especially all day long you know do what you do at nighttime for, you know, celebrating other holidays. But May 5th, uh, gather at your state capitol, gather wherever you are, get a small group, wherever there's a community of believers, gather together and pray for our nation. Pray for your local leaders. I live in Loudoun County, okay? So believe me, I understand how painful it is to pray for Politicians who are annoying because I have not daily, but many, many, many times I've prayed for the Loudon County School Board, and I got to tell you, we do not get along. I think Joe Mobley is literally like a four-letter word in the halls of the Loudon County School Administration Building. Um, and we've had some times we've we've had there we've had some crunchy encounters, but man. I've had to pray for them. I've had to pray for Superintendent Scott Ziegler. I've had to pray for all of them, even there 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 had been a lot of talk about Beth Barts and and how terrible she was, But you know what, when she was in office, there were people that would stand in public forum in the public square and call her to the carpet and say what she was doing was wrong and say that her policies were wrong and say that she was turning children into victims. She was promoting uh, victimhood over victorhood, if that's even a word. Um, And those same people would turn around at night with their families, with their friends and with other people in the movement and pray for that woman. If you are not doing, I I can't bring the point home any more than I already have. And I've I've got several other topics here. The time is ticking away. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to move by it. Um, (sighs) that's all that I can say on it, guys. Um, I've said it. Hopefully you get it. Uh, we, are gonna shift gears. We're gonna stay in the word, but we're gonna shift gears. So, talking about just the the power of God, just things that only God can do. A uh, long, long, long time ago, there lived a guy His name was Saul. Saul of Tarsus. Uh, Saul had a reputation. He was well known. And um, I, I'm not an expert in the Bible. It's kind of funny, I'm surrounded by Bibles now. Um, there are actually, literally two Bibles holding up my computer that's that this camera is on, this this wobbly do. Um, and I'm still, if, if I could just, if there's anyone from Canon or like Apple uh, listening, I am still wait, I, I have a really nice 4k, uh, Canon camera over here. Over here, you see, I'm looking at you this way. But over here, uh, I have this really nice 4K Canon camera that I got to use for a short spell until I got this new computer and this operating system. Uh, I cannot use the Canon web utility. Something's gone awry with with the Canon softwares and OBX and and this MacBook. Um, and I've tried capture cards. I've tried a ton of things. I don't know if it's big tech malfeasance or if I'm just a nincompoop. Um, but, yeah, if anyone's got any tips on that, send them my way. Uh, Apple, it, it'd be great. Canon, it'd be great if you guys and your developers fix this. Uh, but Saul of Tarsus. So Saul was a bad dude. I don't know the whole story. Um, You know, no one knows the whole story, but somehow throughout his life, he developed a real affinity for this group of people called Christians, uh, followers of Christ, people that believed in the teachings of Jesus Christ. And I, I can't tell you how he got this bug planted up his butt, but he did, uh, and he was a bad dude. So at, at this time, when he walked the earth, um, he was not someone that a Christian wanted to run into because he really made sport out of killing Christians, beheadings, tying them to things, and chariots, and, and driving them off. Just this dude, bury you up to your neck and stone. This dude was a bad dude. And it was like his life mission was to just destroy the church, to destroy Christians, to wipe them from the face of the earth. Um, and just his focus on that goal, he finds himself in a leadership position. Um, in, uh, in what, geez, what's the empire called? The ancient, uh, like Roman empire he, he finds himself um in a leadership position it wasn't he, he wasn't a governor he was a i can't think of the word i literally looked at this a few hours ago um but he he becomes some type of enforcer where he can uh where he's asked you know the the governor of his district more or less if if he can carry out this mission and get rid of this group um you know this this group of Christians, Jews, get rid of them. They said, "You know what? They're terrible. Do whatever you want to them. You know, just solve all you." Um, so he would go to and fro wherever the Christians were, just to execute them. Um, and he hears he hears of a group, and he just takes off in like a blind rage, going to get them. And and this blinding light comes from the heavens. Uh, knocks him down, blinds him for three days, um, and he turns into Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. So the the guy that wrote most of the New Testament was the quintessential Christian hater. Now, I believe that God does stuff like this to demonstrate His power, to demonstrate that He is in control. That when Satan grabs a hold of someone. You know, because if you're a believer, then—and I'll I'll, I'll try and speak these theological truths, not just assume things, so forgive me when I gloss over things. If you're a believer, then you believe that, you know, when you believe in Jesus, then you are his— and, and the power that created everything that breathed life into our lungs has us we belong to him uh, and that that's a that's a powerful you know gate guard uh, not even standing guard because he he goes before us um, with our enemy's hand head in his hands uh so so that same God even for people that are not his because he created everyone when satan thinks that you know, he has a grasp on people. He, he can come and, and introduce himself uh, in, in some ways that only God can do. You know, blinding light, shining down from heaven is not something that I can do. You know, I can evangelize, like, you know, door to door, public restrooms. I do a lot. You got a captive audience, you know, can't leave. You just wait for things to get started and say, hey, uh, what do you think happens to us when we die? And Just let them kind of work through it. Um, but demonstrating his power, um, God turns Saul of Tarsus into Paul, the apostle. Paul lived an amazing life. He brought the gospel all over uh, this region. You can't see this. There's a map over here. I'm about to put it up. Um, but during his time, um, he kind of gets like a disciple. They They call it something else. Um, But someone starts following him around and learning him teaching, learning his teachings. This, this person is Titus who wasn't with Jesus, but Paul was with Jesus. Now Titus is with Paul and Paul tells Titus to go to this itty bitty 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 little place called Crete. Okay. So right here, this is the Mediterranean Sea right here. So we're just going to zoom on in there. All right, so this little island here is the island of Crete. And why is this not full screen? There we go. Yeah, I'll leave myself on the screen. Why not? Um, but this is the island of Crete. Titus is sent to Crete by Paul with a really specific mission. All right. Hey, Malta, I just <laughs> I just noticed this on here. So shipwreck anyone? Um, yeah, so we've got we've got Greece, we've got Cyprus. This is the bottom of the boot of Italy. Um everyone's pretending right now to be all about, you know, the the blue and the gold, all about the Ukraine, but I bet I bet 99 out of 100 people can't even point out Ukraine. They can't even point which direction Ukraine is in on this map. Yeah, Ukraine's right here, guys. Uh but anyway, Paul sends Titus to the island of Crete uh, for a specific mission um, so here it is we're just we're just gonna dive in you guys Titus is a tiny book it's like three four pages in most Bibles but it says right here Titus 1 Paul a servant of God and a and an apostle of Jesus Christ to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. Right off the top, this is what Paul is about. This is who I am. This is who I serve. And I'm about the business of furthering the faith of God's elect, of God's people, and furthering their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. All right, so Paul is letting you know right off the top who he is, what he's about, who he belongs to, who he serves, and what he is trying to do. He is trying to bring the truth that leads to godliness, all right? The truth, not qualifier truth, not social truth or emotional, equitable, whatever, just the truth, that, and the truth leads to godliness. Um, so he sends Crete to that, or he sends Crete, he sends Titus to that tiny little island And really, he sends Titus to tell them a bunch of things that they're doing wrong. Um, So the way that our pastor put it to us was excellent. I will never forget this. But Titus is sent to Crete because it is a place where the truth is no longer true. All right. If you've seen that new Mary Poppins movie, this is that up is down, left is right, everything topsy-turvy. and Paul says, Titus, you're going to go to Crete. You are going to get in these churches, and you are going to turn things around. And it's easy to turn things around. You just need to instruct them in what is true. All right, so he focuses on a couple of different areas. That first one is the leadership of the church. What's going on with the elders? If you're not a churchgoer, there are some different models of how church leadership can go. One of the really popular ones is this one where there's a pastor and a team of elders. These are older, uh, wise men supposed to be put together. It says here in verse 6, it's not highlighted. They must be blameless, faithful to their wives, their children, their um, children a man whose children believe and are not, you know, chaotic and disobedient. Um, But here, going back to verse five, it says, the reason I left you in Crete, this is, this is Paul. Uh, The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Yeah, this is Paul telling Titus why why he was sent to Crete to to speak truth in a place where the truth is no longer true. All right, so sticking on that that topic of of elders and how they should operate, you, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. That's so important, guys. There are so many things out there that sound good, that look good. Uh, universities are tearing people's theology apart, and they are using weak philosophical platforms, weak philosophical arguments, like arguments that work in philosophy 101 but get torn down in 201, 301, 401. They're using that basic knowledge of philosophy uh, to destroy people's perception of truth. It says, teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-control, and sound in faith and love and in endurance. All right, God, guys, God's word is true. It is useful. It is useful for teaching. It is useful for rebuking. We still need Men, to be temperate and worthy of respect and self-controlled, sound in faith and love and in endurance. Likewise, teach older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. All right, so I don't know if you guys caught this one or not, uh, but apparently women, you, you all have been doing some of your jams like, for ages. Like, women women way back here in Titus's day were were gossiping and saying things about people that probably weren't true, slandering and much wine you know, have in your mimosa hours and, and having your, your wine gatherings. Um so just just kudos to women for keeping longstanding traditions going. Uh because this was going on, you know, this was going on in a <laughs> This is going on for a long time. Uh, Of course, I'm joking. Uh, Not really. Nothing new under the sun and all. Similarly, encourage young men to be self-controlled. Guys, these are issues that we still have right now today. But the problem is, Paul's not here. Titus isn't here. The problem is, The people listening to this right now, you are the ones responsible for taking truth into the public square, into the government, into the public school system, into your spheres of influence, your workplace. You are the ones responsible for seeing that things have gone awry, that things are not quite right. You are responsible for calling out falsehoods and standing for truth. And the interesting thing is, I believe even if you are not a believer, even if you aren't someone who calls yourself a Christian, I I just can't wrap my mind around not standing for truth, for allowing a lie to stand as true. We're going to talk about some of them in a little bit. But you know, you know the lies. All white people are racist. All cops are racist now to kill all black people. Um, that CRT isn't being taught in schools. That CRT is good, just, moral, ethical. <sighs> that all Republicans or anyone who would consider themselves conservative is a white supremacist. Spoiler alert, I'm conservative. I've tried to go to the Klan meetings. They won't let me in. I've tried, you know, 1-800-WHITE-SUPREMACIST or whatever. They won't let me in. They won't send me a membership card. All right, so bringing some more truth, guys. When you read the Bible, you realize that though it was written... You know, thousands of years ago, it could have been written yesterday. It could have been written in a couple of weeks from now, a couple of months, a couple of years from now. It is it is that good, that useful. Avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Um, now, this is, this is a throwback from, um, from Proverbs, but yeah, avoid foolish controversies. And another one is only a fool will argue with a fool. Don't argue with a foolish person. Warn a divisive person. Uh, Titus goes on. This is 3.10. Warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. Does it sound a little bit? This is kind of like that. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Don't keep going back to the divisive person. I've told you guys time and time again, and and I wear the MAGA hat. I say MAGA, not MAGA. I wear the MAGA hat, and it does. It starts a lot of conversations that lead to the cross and the problem of evil and and creation or wherever I want to take it. Um, but I, I tell you guys the most flagrant activist out there, the angriest, the most self-righteous. The the people that want me to know that black people suffer the most is always that 18 to 28-year-old white female. Uh, Here in Loudoun County, usually very affluent, very well-to-do, usually driving in a car that was bought by dad or mom's money um, at a place where they're using dad or mom's credit card uh, to buy other things. (sighs) I don't really get into it with them. That's a divisive person. Uh, and I really don't even need to warn them the once. They they really put forward that image of themselves. I know what they're about. They assume what I'm about. When I go around and I wear a suit or whatever, I'm sure people around probably assume a lot of things about me. They probably assume that I cried for a week when RBG died or uh, that I voted for Hillary or Biden, all these things. But then, you know, they, they see me in a different setting um, where I'm, you know, where I'm, Putting out a true image of myself, you know, wearing my jeans, one of my saucy T-shirts, and my MAGA hat, um, and then there's this this divisiveness gets drawn out of them. Oh. all right. So there's one more chapter. I I highly encourage you guys um, to give it a read, um, Titus. It's it's a tiny tiny book. But the truth and standing for truth is important, all right? So I I told you guys that we were spending some time in the Word. We are doing that tonight. Um, We're not done yet, so we're going to go. We're going to go to one of my favorites. If you've been listening to the show for any length of time, uh, you've heard it already. So we're going to go Daniel chapter 3. So everyone knows about Daniel, um, the book of Daniel, because uh, everyone, unbelievers, practitioners of other faiths, um, because of the Daniel and the Lion's Den story. Uh, Now, the reason that everyone has heard of many of the stories in the Bible is because they're true, um, because the Bible is true, uh, because it's the most hyper-accurate historical document known to man. Um, It's also a hyper-accurate scientific, philosophical, uh, whatever other science you want to throw at it, there's probably some anthropology and, and other, even those some of the soft sciences that I don't even count as sciences, um, but we're we're constantly discovering things. Um, and it's like, yeah, that, that's that's what the Bible said. Um, how about the discovery that the universe is expanding, expanding in every direction? Interesting. So, what well, we know. We know these laws of physics. we know um, Newton's laws of thermodynamics. We know that things will continue in motion until acted upon by another force. okay, okay. So if the universe is expanding in every direction, the visible light is expanding in every direction and things are either things are being created or revealed to us in every direction. And I'm thinking, okay. Well, then for that to be possible, and whether you think it's Big Bang or this or that or whatever, I do not subscribe to that. I'm I'm a creationist, but okay, so there's light expanding in every direction. So I'm thinking, you know, if if there were some kind of super powerful candle, light bulb, flashlight, whatever, um, that just turned on, boom, and that light was just going out in every direction, constantly expanding, then that's exactly what it would look like, which is the creation account you know let there be light out of nothing let there be light boom a point of light boom and that light just shines in every direction and it, goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes and it's still going it's never stopped going there's there's nothing to suggest uh that it did, you know the word says that there were boundaries put on on things like the ocean there were boundaries put this may not go any further um you know the heavenly is the universe is very likely ever expanding but anyway I'm just telling you guys, just, I, I am a science guy. I love philosophy. I love science. I love history. I love all things architecture. This this is an archaeological Bible under here. I'm telling you guys, this, ooh, haven't done an episode like this, but this stuff, is amazing. I mean, look look at this. Look at this text, Daniel chapter 3. It starts off with measurements, okay? And you can check the historical record. You can check every extra biblical source that you can find. And this statue was built, and this statue was commissioned by this king on this time, built with this material to exactly these specifications. And this thing, this this book was put together by people that lived over the span of a few thousand years. And man, you, you, you call conservatives conspiracy theorists. You would have to believe in the conspiracy of all conspiracies to believe that this text was put together with false pretenses. I mean, just watch watch the, the movie about a, the cross-examination of Jesus Christ where they try to disprove uh, that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus happened. And it's just, man. Anyway, you know, uncontested facts of history, but I digress. If you've watched the show for any length of time, you've heard me talk about Daniel. And everyone knows Daniel chapter five, Lion's Den story. But if you flip back a few pages, you land right here, Daniel chapter three. Uh, these little headings aren't real, these are not part of the word. It says the image of gold and the blazing furnace. So, again another angry person we've got Saul turned Paul Saul bad Paul good uh, that's the uh, that's the uh, the basic breakdown um, but here we've got King Nebuchadnezzar um, who's who's the king at this time um, and he he commissions this huge golden statue uh, and after he commissions the statue he he proclaims that every time that, uh, I say it's his theme song. I say, this is the origination of the theme song. Uh, Every time that this music is heard, um, then everyone's supposed to fall down and worship. So Daniel chapter three, this is, Uh, verse 4, then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. Now you got to understand in the Bible, the word commanded is always a pretty powerful word um, because God issues commands. Okay, Kings can issue decrees, you know, then the king decreed and blah, blah, blah. Um, But that's one of those words that sticks out to a believer in God's word because God issues the commands. There's the Ten Commandments. Um, There's all Kinds of texts have I not commanded you? For this I command of you. This this is crystal clear. This is God saying this is something that my people will do. Period. And if you don't, you will answer to me. So it, it's significant that that word is used there because it lets you know that what's happening, what's about to be said, is a direct challenge, a direct affront to God, the Creator, God, the One True God, the King of Kings, the Host of Hosts, that God, God of many, 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 many names. Um, it says, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship. No confusion. If you were confused about this is what you were commanded to do, no confusion about this word, worship. You must fall down and worship the image of the gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. So what if I don't? Well, it tells you right in the next verse, whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately, immediately be thrown in a blazing furnace. This is that fiery furnace that you've all heard so much about. Uh, so, So what happens? There are three dudes. And these are some Joshua one nine dudes, okay? And I know they lived a long time before, but and these are some Joshua one nine dudes, some bold and courageous dudes. They don't do it. They said we can't, we can't fall down and worship a statue, a theme song, a king. We can't fall down and worship any of that. We worship the one true God. So of course, what happens? haters happen guys it's always haters there's a there's a um a bible verse that says um you know basically that scoffers are going to scoff um which is a cool shirt scoffers are going to scoff it's the original haters going to hate um so it says at verse 8 at this time some astrologers came forward and denounced the jews they said to the king nebuchadnezzar May the King live forever, Your Majesty. And I'll just break it down. They said you decreed these things, didn't you? Say that if we hurt your song, if we saw, then we were to look at the statue and fall down and worship. You said it, but there are some who do not do it. And then he calls them out by name. He's like, "This is who they are. What they look like. This is where they work." I want to see them go away. It's Shadrach, it's Meshach, and Abednego. They pay no attention to you. Then this, this last verse right here, 12, after it calls them out by name, it says, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. I don't know if you guys realize this. This is, fast forward to now, this is a canceled culture type thing. all right? You're feeling some pressure. You're feeling pressure at work. You're feeling pressure about standing up against falsehoods, about, um, you know, about saying, hey, I'm not going to another uh, tuning down my whiteness training. I'm not going to another one of those. I'm not going to another meeting where we are disparaging law enforcement, where we're disparaging Donald Trump, where we're disparaging anything, because that's not what I'm about. I am not going to do it. You're not drawing that line in the sand. The consequences for these guys were clear. Verse six, whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. I don't know if you know this. A blazing furnace means you die instantly. Some people died before they even got to the furnace. Consequences were severe and they were swift. No trial. Did you do it? Yes or no? Death. All right. Nebuchadnezzar is furious. He is incredibly mad. And he calls for them. He says, bring them to me immediately. And he asked them, is it true that they won't do it? And he he tells them that they need to do it. And they said to him that they are not. They said, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. They said, no, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Well, I skipped a little bit. Here in 13 through 15, Nebuchadnezzar says to them, but if you will not worship it, the statue, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Okay, So he challenges the power of God and their faith to the T. And they say, look, we're not going to honor this with a response. They they give all due reverence and respect. They call him King Nebuchadnezzar. He is the king. He is, uh, you know, put in authority over them. They said, we're not going to defend ourselves in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand which is interesting that they know whatever happens, whatever happens on this earthly body, that's not the end of the story for us. So they're able to speak in that power, same power that I'm able to speak in, the same power that you are able to speak in if you're a believer. And if you're not, you can you can make that happen. You can read God's word. You can believe it. You can confess with your tongue uh, that Jesus is Lord. Repent. That means turn back from your sin. Um, and and start walking with God today. It goes on in 18, but even if he doesn't. We want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. So let let me just put this in perspective for you all. We have people, we have people watching that cower in fear over losing a job over losing out on the next promotion, over being disliked by their peers, their subordinates, their managers, their company's leadership. We have people that fold like a cheap suit over those types of threats not being liked losing your job. These guys were going to be killed immediately. They are talking to the executioner and the executioner is saying, you've got to do one thing. You just got to fall down and worship. And they're saying, no, not a chance. And then when he challenges and says, I'm going to throw you into a fiery furnace, what will your God be able to do? Can he deliver you from this? And they say in full power and confidence, our God is so good, so powerful, so just, that we don't even need to answer that. Don't need to defend him. Don't need to stick up for our actions following him, worshiping him and not you or your statue or your song. And even he, he is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us. And even if he doesn't deliver us from the furnace, we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. I'm just going to say it these dudes had balls, big ones, like hard to walk around type balls. And you know what? Men, we don't. Uh, we don't anymore. All right, so I'm going to skip to the end of the story. We're running low on time. So the end of the story is, um, you know, spoiler alert, they they get thrown in. Um, they get thrown in. The king was so mad that he ordered that the furnaces be lit seven times as hot as normal. And they they're getting thrown into the fiery furnace. It's so hot that the soldiers that brought them into the furnace, that brought them up there to put them in the furnace, died. That's how hot it was. <laughs> They go in, um, and there's there's the the image of uh, there's a fourth person in there with them, and the king looks in, and you know says, "Did I not order that three people be thrown into the furnace?" And you know, who's this fourth? And he's 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 incredible. He's shining like a like a. I think he says, a "Son of the gods," um, <clears throat> and we don't know if that was an angel, if that was. Um, You know Jesus, but these these guys in the furnace—not a hair on their heads is harmed. Their clothes aren't singed. They don't even smell of fire or smoke. Um, And of course, the king and everyone there knows uh, that this is the power of their God, the one true God. Um, And he changes. He he decrees that that the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is the one true God. Of course, is the same God of of, of, of Daniel. This is the one true God. The problem is, and, and why we picked out those two stories, um, two stories, five guys, uh, just like Saul, Don, Paul, it doesn't matter who you are, transformation can happen, okay? You are not a tree. You are not planted in the ground, immovable and fixed, okay? You are in charge of what goes on in your life, and human beings are the only thing in the world that can change on a dime and can change right now. You can go to sleep after watching this. You can decide something, resolve to do it, and tomorrow is a whole new chapter for you. So you may have been a coward. That's fine. I was gripped by cowardice as a child. People who know me now say that my gift, my my incredible ability is courage, is being courageous and in the most In the most difficult, tenuous, uncertain circumstances, uh, you know, in the army, the guys called me Iceman. They they said that I had ice in my veins. They couldn't recall me ever being afraid. Of course, that's not true. I get afraid all the time. Um, But I do the hard thing anyway. And now, especially if I'm afraid, you can do this. Um, So transformation, that's why we called out um, Paul. Titus, we called him out because he was sent to a land where the truth is no longer true to speak truth, to bring them back, to shake them and say, get back to reality. Man, man, do we need that right now. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, you could throw Daniel in there, all in here because they were unwavering. They served the the truth that's that's it they serve the one true god like it's not hard. There are so many falsities in our culture. Oh my goodness. It, it drives me crazy. This, this all whites are racist, all blacks and minorities are oppressed. The social equity score thing, which funnily enough, even though I'm from the hood, I'm, my parents didn't go to college. They were never married while I was growing up. Um, you know, six kids. I'm the only one of the kids that my parents had together. Um, so that, what is that? A negative four. Um, you know, I'm from the hood. Uh, I'm black. That, that's negative five. Even with all that stuff, I still come out a depressor uh, because I'm college educated. I have a master's degree. So I double down that. That's negative two points. Um, I am married to a woman uh, who's the mother of my children. That's another negative two points. I take care of all four of my kids. All of my children belong to me and my wife. Um, what's another one? I'm a Christian. So I'm, I'm a straight Christian man who's married to a woman. Uh, yeah, I, I end up being a negative one or negative two. I end up being an oppressor in this, in the social, uh, bullcrap score. <sighs> but man, we could use Shadrach Meshach on Abednego. And, and this is something that I challenge myself to do all the time. And I'm challenging you guys to, to do that too. Goodness gracious. Just just take a stand for what is true, what is right, what is just, and just commit to doing it. And man, I I truly believe that things uh, will change for you. So we're gonna get into the very um, last story here after this little commercial, guys. I love doing the show. I really, truly do. I make little to no money doing this. Um, Many of you write to me, and there there are a bunch of things that you can do. The number one thing that you can do is comment, uh, is like, like wherever you are. If you're listening to the podcast, like, make sure you're subscribed. Um, Guys, right now we're on Facebook and Rumble. That's where the show is streaming. Go ahead and like, leave a comment. Engagement is like basically like money on these platforms, go ahead and leave me a comment. I love reading them. I reply to them all. Um, if you're watching on Rumble, guys, Rumble is the platform. Go ahead and hit that Rumble button. Make sure you are subscribed on Rumble. They're not like YouTube. They are not going to unsubscribe you. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, but aside from from those things, you can go to my website. Uh, the Joe Mobley Show and .com. You can just type in Joe Mobley into Google. It'll take you there and to DuckDuckGo and a Brave Search wherever. I'm, I finally won the search engine optimization game. I'm the Joe Mobley on the internet. Um, so go to the website. Awesome merch. And guys, this stuff is for you. It's to help you in your pursuit of courage, to help you in, in civil disobedience. That's appropriate for right now. Um, so go here, enjoy this stuff. Um, there's lots of cool stuff on the website. I I maintain this myself. So uh, so be gentle in your criticisms of how it looks. Um, but there's lots of cool stuff on the website, stuff for you to engage with. My media hits are on here. Um, but there is there are all kinds of awesome products. Uh, there are some funny ones, some more serious ones. I've got a whole line of uh, Martin Luther King designs. I've got some faith-based um, products for you guys. Uh, so if you are just looking for a way to really tangibly support, do something, um, you know, then plenty of swag for you. Uh, like it says here, uncloseted conservatives only, because you wear other stuff, you're going to be outed. I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, if you're watching on Rumble, make sure that you join my Locals community. It's free to join my Locals community. If you don't know about Locals, it is the internet done right. It's where I do all of my true engagement um so this is what locals looks like this platform is way better than twitter um i don't take a lot of selfies like you can see this is a selfie this is funny i didn't even realize that would be here um but yeah my locals community uh is alive and well there's exclusive content over there um there's stuff for supporters only and stuff for the general public that you can just get access to for free all all it costs you is you gotta take the 12 seconds to go over and sign up Um, and it couldn't be easier if you're watching on rumble there's literally a button right under my face right now it just says join my locals community you can hit it and be signed up in minutes ah all right so thanks for sticking for that um so this is why This is why it's important that people stand up for truth right now. This is a time where there is an assault on truth in all of the ways that we had mentioned before with the CRT. With, you know, it went from L and G, lesbian and gay to B, Q, T, I, L, M, N, O, P, whatever. whatever, um, so fast the injustices that are propped up now. You know, this, this is the one news story that we'll get into, and just I mean the 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 fact that Ketanji Brown Jackson is the the Supreme Court nominee because she is a black woman, um, and I I expected more uh progressive activism i expected a black trans woman who was some type of other sexuality non non traditional sexuality but guys the reason uh, the reason that it's important is because this woman is being confirmed or well she's going through the confirmation process and with basic truth, basic truth like child sex crimes being some of the most insidious thing. I mean, you, you guys, you guys know I I spent years fighting human trafficking on the human trafficking task force. And and I I watched that. I'm not gonna watch it now, frankly, because I don't wanna see this again. And I don't wanna listen to her comments again. Um, I'll I'll leave the link below. Yeah, let's the Stewart case. You move ahead to this one. But this this woman. Her to a- answer the question, Chairman Durbin. So oh, here Chairman we go. He's, he's, arguing, he's arguing. He's arguing. Arguing some more. Senator Coons, will you answer the question? Oh, yeah. What happened? I just Senator want to see. you allow her to answer? There the question? it is. Oh, here it is. So. They, they've got her, uh, Senator Cruz has her ruling record up here in cases involving child uh, child pornography, sex crimes against a minor. Um, and, and some of the details of these cases, I mean, these people have thousands and thousands of images and videos and things. Um, I think one of them was up to like 6,000 illicit child, you know, Sex crime paraphernalia, photos—not um, <clears throat> like innuendo text, but photos and videos of, of children. Um, and these are these months here are the recommendations of the the statutes and and um, the United States attorney. And what's next to it is what, what she handed down. And to just be in a place where you were defending, you know, someone where where the law says that they should get 97 to 121 months in jail and you sentence them to three. This is a place where the truth is no longer true, where a... Th- Federal judge in the United States, which is supposed to be a bastion of freedom. We are supposed to set the tone for the rest of the world on what is appropriate, what civility looks like. We are supposed to set the tone for protecting our most vulnerable populations. And I, I love old people and, and protecting women, but the most vulnerable population among us are children. And these children are victimized in, in the worst of ways. And yeah, these people might be the consumers. And her excuse was it wasn't that bad because it was further, it was perpetuated by the use of the internet. That doesn't make any sense. I don't care what they use to do it. I don't care if they use cell phones. I don't care if they use passenger pigeons to pass child pornography from one place to another. When, When the recommendation of the statute of the law and of the United States attorney is 151 to 188 months, and you do 60. That is far less than half, and of the maximum, it's less than three times. It, it's so much lower. And hundred here, if she gave 57 months, when the recommendation was 97 to 121. I mean, these numbers are just, the crime is egregious. The rulings in this case are egregious. And instead of being punished, excoriated, instead of being called to the carpet to answer for this, you know, people say miscarriage of justice. This is a miscarriage. Each one of these names, United States versus Cooper versus Chalzin versus the his head's in the way for the rest of them. Dozens, hundreds, or thousands of families of children were impacted by these cases. This, this stuff matters, and Miss Jackson needs Titus to come to her house and sit down with her, and maybe you know her. This doesn't go away. This doesn't get better. With you, under your security blanket, trying to keep your job, trying to keep everyone happy, trying to stay in the popularity contest, all right? So, guys... Everything that we went over from prayer, the power of prayer, the importance of praying for the government, even when the people in the seats of power are not those that we would have there. If we were in charge, we are not in charge. The point of that, the point of going through Titus, Paul's transformation, Titus's visit to Crete to bring the truth to bring reality check to them where they were, not waiting for it to happen, but making it happen. Talking about Daniel, talking about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, talking about being a bold and courageous person. Have I not commanded you? Be bold and courageous, Joshua 1 9 says. For the Lord will be with you wherever you go. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He's not giving us a spirit of fear, guys. I know it's a little bit of a different episode, but man, something needs to be done. It needs to be done right now, and it needs to be done by you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your influences, your sphere, your daily grind looks like, there is something you can do to impact this culture. We are not victims. We are not helpless little babes, and everything is just happening to us. Things are happening for us. The opportunities in your life are for you and for you alone. I'm doing everything that i can goodness gracious guys i have a wife and four kids under 7 i'm doing this i'm doing the public square i'm working my job that we we need we need all hands on deck we need it right now um so guys that is all that i have for you i hope you enjoyed the show i can't wait to be back with you live and not pre-recorded um yeah So that's all I got, and I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.